Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Hello and welcome to podcast number 92 for July 2022. Yeah, it's July already, my favourite month. It has, throughout the whole of my life, been, well, it's featured some wonderful times, such as schools out celebrations, holidays, my birthday, good weather. And I'm still buzzing after all these years, because in 1985, in July, I experienced Live Aid at Wembley. So, I hope July is packed with good things for you too. So, the first good thing could be this month's puzzle. It's about an old-fashioned set of balancing scales. Yeah, where you have the the two pans that uh, balance and you can put an object to be weighed on one of the pans and then you can put a known weight on the other pan and if they balance, you know what the weight of your object is. So you would have a number of standard weights which you could put on either of the pans to make a difference of the weight of the object that you're trying to find. Now, I've got a set of balancing scales along with four weights. So my question is, what are those four weights if they allow me to weigh any object with an integer weight in pounds, any object that weighs anything from one to 40 pounds? What could those four weights be? Okay, well, the answer will be in next month's podcast, but if you figure it out, please let me know. My feeling is that even though imperial units receive a lighter touch in schools, the topic still has general knowledge value and can produce some nice problem-solving opportunities. Having said that, I must emphasise that there are some really old imperial units that probably should stay in the history books. But there are others that are still surprisingly used in various locations around the globe. I have recently created a new set of online exercises on some of the the less obscure imperial units. And uh, the link to that and all the other things I mentioned in this podcast, the links are found at transom.org slash newsletter. So, just when you thought you knew all of the imperial units, I would like to tell you that there are probably a lot more than you could possibly imagine. Courtesy of the More or Less podcast from the BBC, hosted by Tim Harford, with his special guest, Matt Parker of Stand Up Maths fame. Here we go. Fear not, we have delved into the archives and found this very informative piece of public service broadcasting, this time featuring another friend of the programme, Matt Parker, the author of Humble Pie. It all started with three barleycorns, the definition of an inch, would you believe? 
if you get three of these barley corns, you get an inch. If you get 12 of those inches, you get a foot. And if you get three of those feet, you get a yard, which is all very straightforward. And this carries on nice and systematically because 1,760 yards gives you a mile. You take an eighth of that mile, you get a furlong. You divide the furlong in tenths, you get a gunter's chain. If you divide the gunter's chain into elevenths, you get a fathom. If you have 15 fathoms, you get a shackle. Or alternatively, if you take 100 fathoms, you get a cable. Now, each cable, if you have 10 of those, you get a nautical mile. If you take each nautical mile... So nautical miles are the same as ordinary miles? They're like normal miles, but wetter, basically. Okay. Right. So if you have three nautical miles, you get a league. Or alternatively, you can take a nautical mile and split it into 6,080 feet. Uh, which means that the film 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea should be 40,533,333 feet under the sea. Catchy. But yeah, exactly. Uh, now, each foot, if you divide that into thirds, you get a hand. Well, of course, three hands to the feet. Makes sense. Each hand, if you cut that in half, you get a stick. If you take a stick and snap it in half, you get an inch. If you take three inches, you get a palm. If you divide it into four, you get digits. You take three digits, you get a nail. You take four nails, you get a span. If you take two spans, you get a cubit. Now, that cubit, if you divide that into thirds, you get a shapment, which is a slightly insulting unit. And if you are actually keeping track, Tim, that would be 243.2 million shapments under the sea. I knew that. That's a much catchier title. Now, five shapments in a row is a pace. If you take two paces, you've taken one step. If you take four steps, you've just walked along a rope. If you take five ropes, you get a Ramsden's chain because Ramsden didn't want to use Gunter's. He's got his own chain. You take 50 Ramsden's chains in a row, you get a Roman mile. Is that similar to the nautical mile? It's similar but subtly different to all the other miles because you don't want just one mile. Why not have more than one for different occasions? A Roman mile is exactly 60,000 inches. That's nice and straightforward. Whereas a standard mile is a slightly messier 63,360. For when you uh, just inches. need that little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So if a Roman goes the extra mile for you, you get less value for money. Now, each inch, if you divide that into sixths, you get a picker. If you take a picker and divide it into twelfths, you get a point. You take a point and divide it into twentieths, you get a twip, the smallest unit I will be mentioning. You then take six points, that gives you a poppy seed. And now four of those poppy seeds takes us right back to where we started, the barley corn. So as you can see, it's a nice, consistent, straightforward system of measurement units. Fantastic. Once you've heard that, you'll never be able to unhear it. Well done, Matt. Another activity to have been added to the Transom website is an interactive version of the classic egg timer, or hourglass puzzles. So far, many people have earned trophies for levels 1 to 5, but absolutely no one has managed to earn a trophy beyond level 5. And that's because these higher levels have a twist. That's a clue, by the way. Um, but no peeping at the answer until you had a go yourself. I wonder who will be the first person to earn a trophy for level 6. Two new videos have been created and uploaded, specifically designed to help students complete online exercises. The first was on standard form and the second three-dimensional trigonometry. So they're online now. Remember, the links to all these things I'm talking about are in transom.org newsletter. As we approach the end of the school year, for most of you, or particularly those in the Northern Hemisphere, I would like to remind you of two recently updated collections containing a wide variety of resources. The first one is called End of Term Maths, and I think it would be terribly sad if those last maths lessons of the term were wasted. Quite often, special school activities take place during that last week of term, and as a result, some pupils are taken out of normal lessons, leaving you, the teacher, with only two-thirds of your normal class, 
and an expectation to do something different. And I think it would be a crime if you just put on a video, well, unless it was a maths video, or simply told the pupils to get on with their own pastimes, when there are so many out-of-the-ordinary mathematical activities you could be doing. So have a look at my collection of end-of-term maths and see if there's anything you think would work for you. And, um, well, if it does, let me know. Why not? The other collection is called School Holiday Activities. And the idea is for you to send a link to this page to your students, just at the beginning of the big holiday. Now, if you send it to everyone and only half a dozen take up the challenge and do some of the activities, well, I think that's still a win. It's six more people have enjoyed it than would have had you not sent the link. The important thing is that the research indicates that by the end of the long summer holiday, pupils perform, on average, one month behind where they left off in the spring. So the motivation to create this was collection was to give the students something of interest to do so that maybe they're not a month behind when we start again in the, uh, the new academic year. Anyway, have a look at that collection and see if you think it's the sort of thing that your students would enjoy. You can find Transom Mathematics at www.transum.org. The starter of the day for the 4th of July is themed on American Independence Day. And it's ironic that because the 4th of July is a holiday in the States, the American students who might appreciate the reference won't be in school on that day to see that starter. But the rest of us can if you're in school on the 4th of July. Have a look at that. It's uh, a nice activity to do with the number 4. Finally, the answer to last month's puzzle. And I did not receive a single correct answer, so I'm starting to wonder whether my answer is indeed correct. Now, the puzzle was, to refresh your memory, what number is second if all the numbers are arranged in alphabetical order? And we're talking just the natural numbers here, so we've got no fractions or irrational numbers, just counting numbers. So if all of the counting numbers are arranged in alphabetical order, I don't want to know what number comes first. I want to know what number comes second. Well, I reckon that the number that comes first is 8. And the number that comes second is 8 billion. Do you agree? Well, okay, just to finish off this podcast then, one more thing on units. Do you know how many minutes are in a year? Well, I happen to know that it's 525,600 minutes. And the reason I know that is because of this song. 525,600 minutes 525,600 minutes How do you measure
Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transom.org, where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free, or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber.